that in just a moment. But Acts chapter 27, verse 13 through 15, the Bible says this, like I said, I'm a jet, so just stay with me. Somebody say, I'm with you, Pastor. And when a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought that they could make it. And so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Somebody say Crete. But the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. One more verse. And the sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind. And so they gave up and let it run before the gale. I was in prayer this week and I'm kind of diverting from our series today. And I hope that's okay. It don't matter if it is or not. I'm the one with the microphone today. Amen. But I heard the Holy Spirit in prayer this week. He said, I want you to tell the people they're going to survive the storm. So I want to preach to you today on the subject, surviving the storm. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to survive. I don't have a boo-boo for you today. I want you to look at your neighbor as serious as you can and say, you will make it. You will survive. Come on. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your anointing. I pray that you would speak to us what your spirit is saying. God, say it in the natural today. Lord, help me to yell to them what you've been whispering in my ear. In Jesus' name, and everybody says... Amen. You may be seated. Y'all, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be a pastor. I had no desire to be a pastor. I had no desire to preach. I didn't want to hold a microphone, none of that. The furthest thing I wanted to do was be a pastor. It was terrible. Uh, Nothing in me wanted to be a pastor. And many of you may be thinking, oh, well, what other area of ministry did you want to be in? I didn't want to be in ministry. I wanted to be a meteorologist. It's a big change, isn't it? I wanted to be the weatherman. And I would get up in school sometimes and do these weather presentations that the teacher didn't ask for. Y'all know kids like that. Come on. I would get up and do presentations. I wanted to be a meteorologist. But even more than that, I wanted to be a storm chaser. Anybody in the room ever just want to chase a tornado? Wanda, we're, we're going to do it one day. Come on. Yeah. I'm ready for some tornadoes to hit Bowling Green in an unpopulated area so I can get in my minivan and chase it in Jesus' name. I always wanted to be a storm chaser. I always loved weather, and I loved the science behind the storms and tornadoes and all of that. And I watched the movie Twister when I was five years old, and it wrecked me. For chasing after storms. You mean to tell me that people are going to pay me to chase a tornado? I'm in. Let's quit near church. Let's quit the ministry. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm going to go chase some tornadoes. Let's go. Let's do it. You want to go? How many of you in the house would do that with me? Come on, let me see it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Pastor Faye is terrified of storms. Terrified. I mean, a little rain and thunder is just, it's the thunder. It's awful. It scares her to death. But I love storms. I love storms. Now, obviously, as you can see today, I'm not a meteorologist. But what I learned in my obsession with the weather is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Storms are inevitable. Storms are inevitable. You cannot escape them. 
You cannot and you will not escape a storm. There's not enough money in your bank account. There's not enough security in your personality and who you are. I don't care who your friends are. I don't care how many people you know. I don't care how many connections you have. I don't care if you can do the swipe up link on Instagram because you have so many followers. None of that means anything when it comes to the storm. Because storms are inevitable. Now, if you're like me, I consider myself someone who is intellectual and I like to think about things and and think about processes and I'm, I'm, I'm a geek. You can't outsmart a storm. You won't do it. Your intellect cannot outsmart or outrun a storm because storms are inevitable. Now, unfortunately, in our Americanized version of the gospel, we teach a Christianity where nothing bad ever happens to you. Come to Jesus. He's going to take care of all your problems and you're going to be your best self now. This is not the Christianity that Jesus taught. In fact, he said that one day they're going to pull you up and kill you because of my namesake. That don't sound like walking through the tulips to me. (laughs) This is not the Christianity that Jesus taught. When you get saved, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you because God loves you too much to ever let something bad happen to you. And that's why we have Christians on Facebook saying, Pastor Andrew, I'm being persecuted. Really? What's happening? Someone talked nasty about me on Facebook. I'm being persecuted. You know what I'm saying? I went into Facebook jail. I'm being persecuted. Come on, am I talking to anybody today? Let's talk to the people in China. Let's talk to the people in Iran. Let's talk about real persecution, y'all. This is an American persecution where somebody talks bad about you because you believe a certain way or because you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. Am I talking to anybody in the house this morning? Come on, that's not real persecution. Let's look at real persecution. Let's bring some people from China, from Iran, where they're having to meet underground to talk about Jesus. The people that get just as excited about a a box of Bibles as we do about a fresh pair of Air Jordans. Am I talking to anybody? Come on. Serving Jesus doesn't mean everything is going to go well. In fact, I would dare to say this, that God likes to use storms. God likes to use storms. Why? Because God loves you too much for you to stay the way you are right now. I'm going to say that again. If you're taking notes, you should write that down. God loves me too much. For me to stay where I am right now. And what God does is he will use a storm in my life to change me and to grow me. God wants to use the storm. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God wants to use the storm. And you may be like, Pastor, show me that in the Bible. Okay, I will. Jesus is baptized at the River Jordan by his spiritual father, John the Baptist. And the Bible says that as soon as it was over, he went and did ministry. No, that's not what it says. It says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness. We don't like storms. We don't like wilderness seasons. 
But for Jesus, it wasn't the devil that brought him there. It was the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the wilderness in the storm is a place of testing that God wants to take you into a deeper encounter and relationship with him. God wants to use the storm. Somebody say God wants to use the storm. And if we aren't willing to be tested, get this this morning, then we're not willing to be like Jesus. I'm going to say it again. If we're not willing to be tested, then we're not willing to be like Jesus. And here in our story today, the apostle Paul is being tested. I didn't read you the whole thing this morning because it's like 50 verses and we would have been here all day. But some context is Paul is on his way to Rome. He's been arrested and he's going to be tried. And the Lord tells him, Paul, I'm going to send you to Rome because I want to put you, and I'm paraphrasing here, I want to put you in front of important people to share my gospel. Now, if that happened to us in America today, if we got arrested for the sake of the gospel, we would dishonor and go on Facebook and talk bad about the people that arrested us when God would want us to use it for his glory. Come on. God wants to put us in front of important people. And if it means being arrested, so be it. Come on. I know that's not a popular message, you know, that's not popular. You mean I may be arrested for Jesus? Who knows? But Paul is on his way to Rome. And on his way to Rome, they encounter a storm. And if you read it in an older translation, the storm was so intense that it was given a name. Now, in our translation, it's northeastern. But in the old translation, it was Eurachlodon. Somebody say Eurachlodon. You just learned a new word today. This storm was so intense that they called it Eurachlodon. Eurachlodon. And the sailors could not handle what they thought they could handle. Because how many of you know when we go through storms in our life, we think we got a handle on it? It's all right because there's enough money in my bank account. Why is it that we think money's the answer to everything? If I have enough savings, it'll be all right when the storm comes. There's not enough money in the world to get your kid off of drugs. There's not enough money in the world to get you not depressed and not anxious anymore. Who am I talking to this morning? There is, when your baby is sick in the hospital, there is not enough money in the world to save that baby. And they thought they could handle the ship. But the Bible tells us in verse 14 that the weather changed abruptly. Because get this, storms will come at you when you least expect it. Life's good. Everything's good. Spending a weekend at the beach at Barron River Lake State Park. Come on, somebody. Everything's good. My marriage is good. My kids aren't crazy. I got money in the bank. It's good. And then, boom, a storm arrives. That's how life is. And verse 15 tells us that the sailors could not turn the ship, so they gave up. So I'm going to ask you this morning, what do you do when the storm is so intense that you can't do anything? What do you do 
When the very thing that you found security in is no longer taking you in the direction that you thought it was going to. What do you do when the storm arises and you get uncomfortable? Because you see this morning, storms will produce a desperation in your life. I know people when they get in the storm, they start doing anything and everything to get out of it. Even the sailors did this. The Bible tells us that they started throwing everything overboard. Now, can you imagine, just think with me for a second. If a storm arrived in your life and you just started taking stuff out of your house and throwing it out onto the street. That's the kind of desperation these men were in. They thought, if I can just take some things off of my load, who am I talking to this morning? If I can just throw some things overboard, if I can just get a little more comfortable, this storm will be easier to go through. And so put this verse up there if you can, verse 20. I think I told you to put that one up there. The Bible says the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the very sun and the stars. Can you imagine this kind of storm that is going on for so long? That you can't see the sun for days at a time. And you can't see the stars until, get this, at last, all hope was gone. Y'all, I've been through some storms in my life. When all hope was gone. When I did not know how I was going to make it. When I did not know how the struggle was going to end. Am I talking to real people this morning? I was in a place where there was no hope. And in verse 21, the Bible says this. Not only did they not have hope, no one had eaten. Now, it's bad enough when you're going through a bad situation. But when you got to be hangry too. Come on. Does anybody know that term? It means hunger, anger, hangry. I'm a very hangry person. You need to feed me or I'm going to get mean real quick. (laughs) So they're not only in a storm, they're not eating. And so finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, because listen, earlier in the story, Paul said, "You, you don't need to do what you're doing. You don't need to... There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. And he said, Paul is so savage. Man, you should have listened to me in the first place. Don't do that to people in a storm, y'all. Because how many of you know sometimes we bring storms upon ourselves? You should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. And you would have avoided all of this damage and loss. But take courage, because none of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and he said, don't be afraid. I came to tell somebody today who's in the middle of a storm, take courage and don't be afraid. Because although the thing that has been carrying you may not exist 
when this is over, you are going to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, you're going to make it. So take courage. Don't be afraid. The ship may go down, but I'm not going down with the ship. Come on. My house may get taken, but I'm not in the house. Come on. My marriage may split apart, but it's all right because the ship's going down, but I'm not. Because I am going to make it. Don't be afraid, for surely you will stand before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness, this is powerful, has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, and it will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked on an island. I was with Paul until the end. The ship's going down, but we're going to make it. 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 But you will be shipwrecked on an island. You see, God wanted to bring Paul to an island called Malta. You probably know the story. It's the one where he gathers the wood together and he puts his hand in and he and the viper, because the fire comes out and attaches itself to him. You all know the story? And because of it, the whole island experiences a move of God. Healing, signs, and wonders. So my question for us today is this. Are we willing to be shipwrecked to see a move of God for someone else? Are we willing to be shipwrecked for an unexpected move of God? Because here's the thing. You think that God put the thing on you. That's not how it works. God wants to use the thing, the storm, the, the trial, the test in your life to bring glory to himself. God didn't put cancer on you. But it sure didn't get by him. He wants to get glory out of it. Oh, come on. God wants to get glory out of your situation. I remember when Pastor Faye lost her job because of COVID. And I thought, my goodness, what are we going to do? But God wanted to use that situation to get us into the very building we're standing in. You see, if you don't hear anything else I say, hear this this morning. God has a purpose for every storm. God has a purpose for every single storm in your life. And sometimes God wants to use the storm to take your ship down. Stop crying over the people you lost in that storm. Maybe God did it. Maybe God used the storm to separate you from the people that were taking you down in the first place. Come on. Stop crying about the house you lost because of the storm. Come on. Stop crying about the job that you lost because of the storm. God has purpose in every single part of the storm. Come on. God has purpose for me to grow in the middle of the storm. And the ship may go down, but I'm not going down. The ship may go down, but I'm not going down. I want to tell you, come on. I want to tell you this morning, you're going to make it, boo-boo. 
I know it stinks right now. I know it's hard right now. I know you're tired of the rain on your face right now, but you are going to make it. I know the weather forecast is your demise and your failure and your marriage falling apart, but I hear the Holy Spirit this week. I heard him say, tell them they're going to survive the storm. The ship's not going to survive, but they're going to make it. Come on. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. Come on. I feel the Holy Spirit to tell you this morning you're going to make it you're gonna make it give him some praise right there if you know that you're gonna make it through the storm I'm gonna make it and the Bible says in verse 30 then the sailors tried to abandon the ship and they lowered the lifeboat as they were going out to put anchors from the front of the ship but Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers you will die unless all of the sailors stay on board so the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat. What an idiot. Who in the right mind says, I'm in a storm. Buy lifeboats. No one does that. No one does that. But it's funny how when we go through a storm, we want to get off the very thing that brought us to the place we're in. I've seen so many people who go through a storm stop coming to church. Stop giving. Stop serving. I'm preaching truth this morning. We, we tend to go overboard because we're going through the storm. But I want to tell you this morning, stay in the boat that God gave you. It may go down eventually. But right now, it's the very thing that's keeping you. Don't get out of the marriage. I, I don't know why I'm here this morning, but don't get out of the marriage because it feels bad right now. Don't jump overboard because it doesn't feel good. Because you cannot navigate yourself during a storm. Oh, you cannot navigate yourself in a storm. Because if you do, you will kill yourself. You will throw yourself overboard. Tell them to cut the lifeboats. Let it drift away. Is this helping somebody this morning? The storm continues to rage. It continues to rage. And we get to verse 43, and the Bible says this. And then Paul, isn't it funny how Paul just steps up and he's like, all right, commanding officer, I got this. Sit down. He ordered all who could swim to jump overboard. Why would Paul do that? When he just told them to cut the lifeboats. In a few verses prior. Paul, we could have used those lifeboats. Why would he do that? I think the storm and the hunger was getting to Paul. I mean, if I haven't eaten in 21 days, y'all ever done a 21 day fast? You don't think the way you normally do. You dream about Twinkies and roast beef and whatever. <laughs> I mean, just a few verses prior, he's telling them, cut the lifeboats. But now he's saying, all right, this ship has brought us as far as it can. Jump. 
Go on. If you can swim, swim. But verse 44. The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely to shore. I've read this story a million times. But as I was reading it, the Holy Spirit said, I don't want them on lifeboats because I want them to know that they can survive, get this, in brokenness. That even if a plank of a broken ship is all I have, You can make it in your brokenness. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You can make it in the brokenness. I know it feels like you're going to drown in your brokenness, but the Holy Spirit is saying it will carry you through if you will obey my voice. You don't need the lifeboat. You don't need the ship. All you need is a plank to get you to where I'm taking. And while some of us are screaming, Lord, I need healing, healing, healing. The Holy Spirit is saying, I want to teach you how to make it in brokenness. Oh, God's going to heal you. He's going to do a work in your life. I know that. But right now, he wants to teach us how to survive the storm. Not to pray it away, but to survive the storm. You will make it. You will make it. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but he does. And he changed everything this week. I had a whole nother message ready to go. While I was praying, the Holy Spirit said, tell them they're going to survive the storm. I said, okay, where do you want me to preach from? He said, tell them about Paul and Yerachladon. The storm that was so bad, none of them thought they would make it. And you know what? They did. And they had revival on Malta. And Paul appeared before the kings of Rome. Because God doesn't want to use the storm to take you out. He wants to divert you. To do his will. Because you would have never done it without the storm. You never would have done it without the storm. You will make it. I know I've said that phrase like a hundred times today. I'm going to say it again. You will make it. But not in your own doing. It won't be your navigation skills. It won't be the ship. It'll be obeying his voice. And so today, I ask them to sing that song.